Everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at Steve Diddy NFL on Twitter, and of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And it's off season two, the Super Bowl's done. Does anyone care? Do you ca- do you care? Oh, I get that a lot. You know, we sort of put it out. Where are you going to watch the Super Bowl? And there was a mixed response. Some people chilling at home. Some people going to venues. An awful lot of people just don't give two hoots. Sort of saying the Packers aren't in it. Nah, not really interested. Um, I've kind of. I empathise. I kind of feel that a bit. You know, sometimes it depends on what teams are in it and if there's a storyline to look at. Because I feel that as an NFL fan, you know, you especially this side of the pond, you go through certain stages. The first one is maybe watching the Super Bowl because it's free, right? And I'd imagine there's a probably a different version now is that before you'd watch the Super Bowl, uh, now you can probably watch some of the London games. And some of the games, obviously they're getting better. Uh, the London games to bring it over maybe you grab tickets of some sort or you're in London and you see all the fanfare that goes through Regent Street but certainly back way back in the day uh, you know you'd get you'd watch the Super Bowl or you'd record it if it's not too too far back in the day and you'd give it a watch and you kind of have semi-interest and you might get a team you might start following that team loosely uh, but then you'd need Game Pass or whatever to watch those teams. So maybe you just have Sky. So you kind of pick a team that's on Sky a lot. So the team are probably good. And then you watch a couple of games. And then you get invested. And then you start getting a bit more serious into But start following fan groups. And start you know, following Facebook pages. Looking into stats. Playing fantasy football. And then you need your Game Pass. Because you have to watch every game. You know, but not the late ones. Yeah, you can't watch the late ones. You can't be staying up too late. And then you're watching the late games. And then you're thinking... You know, and the Super Bowl is still good for you. You still go out to events. And then eventually it comes into, you start shouting at clouds. Old man shouts at clouds. You come around, you only watch your team. You get disgruntled. You can't find joy. (laughs) You know, watching them. You need to win every game. Uh, You know more than the coaches. You know more than the players. You know more than the analysts. For God's sake, I've watched this team since forever. You don't watch the Super Bowl because your team aren't in it or the teams are crap. You know, like there seems to be this sort of trajectory that we all go on. Where are you in the journey? I'm interested to know, but did anyone see Travis Kelsey? You probably did. Uh, did everyone see Travis Kelsey squaring up to Andy Reid? Like, I'm not being soft about it, right? But that shocked me. It was sho- so shocked. Oh, dear. Cancelled. Just weird. Weird to me. Especially all eyes are on him, you know, because he's dating the super megastar and you do that. And then he was asked about it after the game. Oh, did you caught that, did you? Yes. Everything you do, Travis, is under the microscope. So did you watch the Super Bowl? I will be sending out emails because I think that the only thing better than, you know, a Packers meeting up, obviously, is if the Packers were in the Super Bowl, that'd be awesome. And we do have to plan for that contingency now, which is incredible. Um, I want to talk about Mark Murphy, if I can. I don't understand the Mark Murphy hate. Just don't, simply don't get it. And I'm not being a homer here. I just, I'm looking at it objectively. I just don't, they've announced that they're moving on from Mark Murphy. He's uh, been the CEO since 2007. He will formally retire in July 2025, so the summer of next year. Um, and the reason is because he turns 70 and has a mandatory retirement age of 70 uh, per, per the organisational bylaws. So sexy. Amazing. So they're bringing in the same 
um, sort of recruitment agency search party, if you will, that they brought in the last time. Uh, it's going to take about six to nine months to pick the person. It's probably going to be Ed Policy, by the way. Um, they're to pick the next person, um, and they're going to work alongside Mark. Mark's been great to us, and that's not the reason why I sort of, you know, have a lot of affection for him. The stuff he's done. Right now, it's he paved the way because he came in after Bob Harlem. And Bob Harlem turned the Packers around from being a team that were successful but couldn't you know, generate revenue. And that's what it's all about. With no rich Jerry Jones-style owners, uh, they're always sort of very squeamish about things. You know, they can't be... And the Packers have done really well and they're on social media and it's changing rapidly. We've TikToks and... Uh, YouTubes and, and Instagrams and all reels and all, you know, all of the stuff that they have to compete with and they have a great department there doing it but they always wait for Jerry Jones to do the stuff first I think this is NFL wide and once he rolls it out and doesn't get cancelled and they're like well let's dip our toe you know but like I mean he comes in 2007 and the transition in 2007 to 2008 to uh, Aaron Rodgers and he's instrumental in that decision to stand by Mike McCarthy, do what he needs to do, uh, you know, get Favre out of town, Favre comes back into town, has to deal with that whole saga and make the jump to Aaron Rodgers. He's key in supporting that and being the public face of it. And he's done it again. With Aaron Rodgers getting him out of town um, and Jordan Love coming in. I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but the saga of the last while and how it was dealt with. And, you know, it's very easy for us to say and you know had it gone wrong well then he would have had to fall on that sword but that's part of the gig right I mean you get it wrong you own up to it um, Manchester United is a perfect example you know you go from Alex Ferguson to David Moyes and all the managers in Van Hal and Mourinho and Ten Hag you know you go from all these things and there's all these sound bites of Gary Neville on just absolutely lambasting the Glazers for you know letting the club go and Lack of money, and you know, and you know, Mark Murphy's not the owner, but he's the de facto owner, right? When you step into that CEO position, you know, and Gary Neville's on going, Well, it all falls in the glazers. If you don't, you know, have success on the field, it eventually comes back. And then Murphy's involved with the GM search and the head coach search, and you know, removing the silos and the coaching thing. And still, still, people are like, Good riddance, see ya. You handle the coaching change, you know, you had a quarterback who. Sold his head coach down the river. It wasn't going to work. Joe Philbin's in there. And then he goes out and he helps get Brian Gutekunst for one after Ted Thompson. Could he have handled that situation better? There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes, allegedly. Apparently. Um, not from any inside sources, by the way. Uh, just from on the face of it. Uh, so Brian Gutekunst comes in and does a fantastic job. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, get rid of him. See you. And then he turns out to be good. Matt LaFleur does well. Well, it's Aaron Rodgers, obviously. And he does great. So, and outside of that, I mean, you look at the Titletown district and they were buying up loads of land around Green Bay. They're making, you know, the whole area that they've done there and it's thriving business, self-sustaining, you know, changing the car park, the structure of the place. I mean, look, it's, to me, he's done a great job. And, Unfortunately, when he goes, we're going to miss the Mark Murphyisms. You know, the talking too long. When he announced, what was it, Matt LaFleur? 
He spent about 15 minutes just yakking on. And I thought it was gold. <laughs> it's amazing. So when he comes down to the atrium to meet us every single year when we do our annual tour, which you can win for free, by the way. It's so seamless. You'd swear I've been doing this for over 10 years now. Patreon.com forward slash UK Packers. He comes down and chats with us. And I just hope we have that same relationship with the next CEO and president. Because he was great. He was candid. He'd come down. He'd sign stuff. He'd talk honestly. And the world now is full of... I need to get this chair royal, don't I, really? Off-season list. Put it down. Put it down. I'm speaking to, obviously, my producer off the... I'm the producer. Uh, off the side of camera here. There's no camera. I get a new chair. So the next guy is going to come in. And will he be as honest? No, probably not. He's probably going to be very prim, very proper. And the old school days of the Mark Murphys who played back in the day. And that's what I don't understand. They go on like he's some guy who has no football experience. I've said this a billion times now. The guy played in the NFL. He represented them through all of the, you know, player negotiation stuff. He was blackballed by the league. He did all of that, became a lawyer and still got up there and did the most unlawyerly thing ever, which just spoke his mind. Amazing. He'll be missed. I'll miss him. And I just don't get it. Anybody who hates Mark Murphy, tell me why. Because I think all the old tropes out there of not winning Super Bowls, it's not his fault. Um, You know, who, what else? Aaron Rodgers sag is the breath, stuff that happened with Brett Favre. Anything that you can kind of level at the guy. So tell me now why you don't like him. What has he not done? And if it's suiting up and winning the Super Bowl himself, well then fine. How dare you? You know, still time. Still here for an extra year. 70 year old long snapper. Anyway, um, I want to get on to the coaching changes in Green Bay. That's enough about my old buddy, old pal, Mark Murphy. And it's on the defensive side of the ball. Because the tropes and the shite... <laughs> it's the rare swear word I've let in. And I'm going to be playing a soundbite from a guy who sounds amazing later. And I had to black out his... Um, and beat, well, I didn't even beep it out. I just cut it out. And I took an inordinate amount of time. Just an absolute nonsense out there that somehow, you know, from the Joe Barry hire, that everything that Matt LaFleur does, he just gets his mates in, you know. I half expected his wife to be announced as D-line coach, by the way people were talking about. It. And the minute they went out and found these guys, it's like, well, is he how is he related to these guys, you know? Does, did he ever go for ice cream with these gentlemen? You know, but he didn't. Um... So we've seen Jeff Halfley come in and it sounds promising. He talks a good game. And then we've seen the rest of the dominoes fall down by all of the defensive coaches that come in after that. The D-line coach was announced, assistant D-line coach, uh, linebacker coach, who's also now going to become the run game coordinator, uh, defensive back coach and pass game coordinator. Two of these dudes have been with the Packers up till now. And that's defensive line Jason Rebrovich and also defensive backs coach Ryan Downer. So all the stuff about, you know, brand new blood, is he is there nepotism there? These lads have been on the staff. Jerry Montgomery, who was the run game coordinator, he's gone and they've consolidated that run game coordinator and linebackers role and given it to Anthony Campanile. Campanale, Campanile. Um it's very Italian. And he's from Joycey as well, which is great. And I'm going to play something. He sort of got pseudo-celebrity uh, behind this, as much as he can, really, uh, when he was serving where he was uh, with the Dolphins. And he went sort of viral for doing this Vince Lombardi quote and then effing and effing and jeffing after that point. 
But the one thing that the Packers have been missing, obviously, and we've seen this sort of come out about Joe Barry. He's very sort of soft-spoken, very nice dude. And we need some guys in who are going to sort of knock some heads. Now, I guess we'll start from the top. Defensive coordinator, Jeff Halfley. We've already done a large segment on him on the last podcast. Next, defensive line, Jason Rebrovich. Um, He's been with the Packers as an outside linebackers coach in 2022. And then he became the pass rush specialist in 2023. Before that, he was with the Jags. And there he held the position of assistant defensive line coach and defensive line coach. So he's doing the defensive line coach job for the Packers now. So again, he's been in the league since 2017. So it's good seven, eight years. So he has the experience. Uh, He's been under Jerry Montgomery uh, with Green Bay. And now he steps into that role. We might as well keep it in-house and go with Ryan Downard. So last year he was defensive backs coach. Uh, He was with the safeties in 2022. And when Matt LaFleur came in as head coach, he was already with the Packers. So he's been with the Packers since 2018, starting as a defensive quality control coach. So kind of went in from the ground up. So he's a guy, one of the old guard, who's kind of retained till there. Uh, He's going to be head of defensive backs uh, this time around. So the other guys that we have to discuss, uh, one of them comes from Boston College. um, And then the other two guys are seen as kind of defensive coordinator slash head coach material. One of them was an acting defensive coordinator, didn't call play calls. And then the other guy was sort of seen as, he's interviewed for the defensive coordinator jobs around the league, uh, that Giants job being one of them. Um, And both of those have that in common. So we leave those guys kind of aside and look at the guy who's been um, with Jeff Halfley uh, back in Boston College. And that's assistant defensive line coach, Vince Ogobase. Um, So, as I said, D-line coach with Boston College for three, four years. Uh, so Halfley took over and brought him on. And then before that, he was defensive line coach at UCLA uh, for one or two years. And before that, he was a dis- assistant D-line coach with the San Fran 49ers um, for, again, two years. And it was there that Halfley spotted him. He stood out. He was a dependable dude. So he took him basically with him eventually uh, when he could to Boston College. And now he's after taking him. I like it. I like the holdover. Uh, Jeff Halfley's had success. Again, at Boston College, eh, you know, but then they're saying that he never got to, you know, sort of stamp his mark on the defense when it came to Boston College. He was doing all these things, but trust this dude, brings him in, not really consequential. I mean, assistant defensive line coach, he's going to have his marching orders. He's going to know what Jeff Halfley wants. Um, You know, he's bringing him in, so he's going to be loyal to him. It's good. You know, so we have a nice bit of holdover, Ryan Downard and Jason Rebrovich. And then we have a guy coming in from where Jeff Halfley knows. Um, the next big one is linebackers coach and run game coordinator. And linebackers is, and, and DBs and safeties, but linebackers is sort of an area where, you know, we've done well. Uh, Devondre Campbell's in there. Um, but we expect so much more production. And there's that sort of criticism that we're not nasty greedy enough right so for that they get in a guy called Anthony Campanile and he was with the Dolphins um, and when I looked at the bio that he had with the Dolphins and when they were announcing him leaving uh, they describe him as a rising star so he interviewed for two years for the defensive coordinator job in Miami and was sort of passed over for that job um, he's been with them since 2020 and before that he was linebackers coach for the University of Michigan um, and as I said him and the pass game coordinator Derek Ansley who's come in who I'll talk about 
little bit later. Uh, they both interviewed for the defensive coordinator job for the New York Giants. Um, funnily enough, he was co-defensive coordinator for Boston College in 2018. He's seen his head coaching material, as is Derek Ansley. Uh, he's been trying to interview for head coaching jobs as well. So, you know, the guys that we have in at run game coordinator and pass game coordinator, both of these guys want a head coaching job and this is their sort of, you know, they're putting this down on their CV. Uh, but as I said, this guy became sort of a bit of a celebrity and when I saw the soundbite of him waxing on about Vince Lombardi and when I saw the aggression that he's speaking with, this is the type of guy that we've been wanting in Green Bay for a long time. However, what I will say is is that everyone's been against hard knocks coming in to the Packers, but I always wondered what was happening on the defensive side of the ball. Now, Mike Daniels, ex-defensive uh, wrestling phenom uh, for the Packers, he's been talking about how the Packers aren't aggressive enough. Um, but have we had any evidence of that? No, because we haven't been able to look behind, but he's been talking about it. So seemingly, you know, and he was always talking about trying to get the guys jazzed up and there was that whole, you know, championship belt between him and Bakhtiari and, you know, he's since moved on. And just having that aggression and practice. And this guy seems to talk to talk. And now whether he'll get our players walking the walk, I don't know. But one of the things that, and I can't remember what journal it was, said that he texted someone to ask him about it. What's this guy like? And he said that always a motivator for sure. Now motivation can only get you so far, right? We've had rah-rah guys before and it doesn't really amount to stuff if you don't have the talent and put them sort of technically in the positions that they need to be in. But look, without further ado, let me play the quote by this guy. I've blanked out the beep words. Um... But yeah, this should get you fired up. I'm going to try and read this. I went to first grade twice, so I'm going to try and read this right. But imagine for a moment, if you can, a man running down the street with all your worldly possessions. Taking from you everyone that you have ever loved and everything that you hold dear. I guarantee you will find a way, by any means necessary, to stop that man. That very simply put is pursuit. That's football at its best. That's us. At our best, you're at your best when you're doing things for people you love. All the time you practice, all the time you spend away from the people you love, okay? Our job is on Sunday, literally, to honor those people. That's it. That's our job. Go out there and honor the people you love. Play as hard as you can. Attack the ball like it's some guy running down the street with your mother, your father. I don't I don't know who the, my kids, whatever. Like, that will make me out of my... My, there ain't no fucking way that guy's getting away from me. And there certainly ain't anybody getting in my fucking path to block me, to stop me from bringing them back in my life. That ain't gonna fucking happen. Okay? But if you treat it like that all the time, you practice like that, you commit to practicing like that with each other, you're unstoppable. Don't know who the fuck is gonna stop you from doing what you wanna do. Everybody understands ass whooping. Okay? I can go to Greece. And somebody start getting their fucking ass whooped, we all understand what's happening. Okay, we're all speaking the same language, right? We might not be able to communicate, but if somebody getting their ass kicked, nothing's lost in translation. Okay? All over the world they speak ass whooping. Okay, to the day you die. Okay? So here's what I'm saying. Let's eliminate that factor. They can't outwork you. Eliminate that and let's see what the fuck happens. Let the chips fall where they met. Okay? Let's all just commit to each other. That's what we're gonna do. Don't stop talking punches, don't stop attacking the ball, don't stop finishing blocks, and then we'll see what happens. Like it, I think. Oh, that macho stuff always puts, like, it's on the cringe, 
level. But I like it. He built into it, you know, and motivation can only go so far in any walk of life. Um, Just from doing the UK Packers stuff for, what, 10 and a bit years? You know, there's times where... Because that's the thing. It's a staying power. How many, look, anyway, uh, he will hopefully motivate the crew, but there's more to it than that. And he seems to have... Uh, you know, the technical expertise. And then on top of that, there's an awful lot that falls on Jeff Halfley's shoulders. And it's like that whole story, isn't it? Where, you know, there's a woman and she says her house is too noisy and then just keep filling the house full of things that are noisier. Um, And then you start taking them away one by one. And that's the way, did I get that right? That's the way Jeff Halfley is. You know, he started off doing his defensive stuff and then worked his way up to head coach and he says the amount of stuff that he has to do and then he comes down. So he has guys like this running the troops. Um, that brings us to pass game coordinator, uh, Derek Ansley. So Ansley was with the Chargers. Um, he was a DB coach in 21 and 22. And, you know, before we get on to that whole defensive coordinator stuff, you know, he's a lot of experience going back to nearly 15 years now. So he was with Alabama in 2010 and 2011. As a graduate assistant, think about that, which you may, I don't put a lot of stock in it. And then 2016 and 17 as a DB coach. But this is important. He was under Nick Saban, um, who specializes apparently in defensive back play. I leave that to the experts. Then he went to the Raiders, again, DB coach in 2018. And then he went back to college uh, with Tennessee. He was a D coordinator from 2019 and 2020. And then he goes to the Chargers and becomes DB coach in 2021, 2022. And then last year, he was a defensive coordinator under Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley, seen as that kind of defensive guru, he was the one who was being touted as potentially being defensive coordinator under Jeff Halfley. So to get Halfley and then to get Derek Ansley, who interviewed in the offseason for the defensive coordinator job for the New York Giants, you know, he's another guy. Here's a guy. Uh, I must get that on a sting who, along with um, Anthony Campanile, had went and interviewed for the defensive coordinator job for the New York Giants. So these are guys with big aspirations uh, who are potentially seen as having, you know, like Campanile himself is seen as head coach material in the future. So what's fascinating actually to me is, is that we have guys like Campanile, we have Ansley, lads who are interviewing for D coordinator jobs, potentially head coaching jobs, we could find down the future somewhere is someone saying, oh, he comes from the LaFleur tree of coaching, you know, because they'll not only be saying, oh, this guy worked with Nick Saban or this guy worked with Shanahan. They're going to be saying this guy worked with Matt LaFleur, you know, and maybe that's the case. Maybe Halfley stays there for a couple of years and it's the Halfley style of defense, you know. But look, it seems like they've made a really good stab at bringing in people who are high caliber, who are maybe, you know, because look at Halfley. Halfley was seen as a guy who could potentially be head coaching material as well. So they're bringing in these guys who are simmering below and see, and maybe this is, getting ahead of myself here, of course, and we want the offense to keep doing what they're doing, but this certainly allows Matt LaFleur to focus on the offensive side of the ball, and we hope that the defense is in good hands. You know, it's not handing it off to somebody, it's bringing in high-caliber people. Now, how long you keep these people together for? But we're coming into a, a space where the salary cap is only going to get better. Um, so it's really positive. And yes, Jerry Montgomery, we lost him to New England. But it seems like it's a nice mix of guys who, 
you know, have worked for Halfley before or want to get better jobs themselves. So will it translate onto the pitch? God knows. All right. But it does certainly look like it's a nice cast. If you want to come with us to Green Bay, go to patreon.com forward slash UK Packers and in giving away an all expenses paid trip uh, to Lambeau Field. You get your flights over from London. You get your game tickets to see the game. You get your hotel coverage. You get your transfers coverage. You get a Hall of Fame tour uh, in the Packers covered. You get your Champions Tour, which is the stadium tour. Get out uh, beside the field and see where they do the Lambo leaps in person. Uh, don't get caught, but, you know, stick the old boot on the grass of Lambo Field, the sacred grass. All expenses paid. And you can get that and the chance to win. Uh, unbelievable march every single month go to patreon.com forward slash UK Packers and as well as that you might be slightly hung over still um, from going to watch the Super Bowl but I will be sending out emails I'm going to try send an email out to everybody individually right and this is not some BS I want to reach out and find out where do you go for meetups do you enjoy going out would you go to a Packers meetup would you go to one a year would you go to it in your area would you rather not be in your area and go somewhere like London um, because we do see NFL UK have brought out this thing where they're trying to roll out venues. And that's really important. And I know people were kind of dumping on it. Um, and I wouldn't be a massive fan of, you know, some of the stuff that they do there. Uh, but one of the things is it's very hard to get a venue that will show NFL uh, that have the license to do it. So, you know, hopefully that expands and we actually have venues that we can go to. Because that's an absolute bugbear for me. Is that you ring a place and say, oh, absolutely, we can cater to your group. And, you know, we promise them big numbers and... There's a large appetite there for it. And then they say, oh, but we can't actually play the game unless it's on live. Sure, we don't know that until the week before. So that's always a pain. So to you, it might seem like it's a load of nonsense. It's like four places in the UK. Uh, but to us, that could be a nice place to go. And we've had had some meetups before and I'm ramping that up big time in 2024. But anyway, we have the annual tour. Hopefully loads of meetups around the UK, Ireland, uh, Wales, Scotland, you know, get around there. But what I will say is there has to be appetite for it. There was very little appetite in Scotland, very little appetite in Wales. We did one in Cardiff. It was a very small meetup. Uh, the usual hotspots are Manchester, um, yeah, Leeds got a large interest. London is massive. Dublin is always a great night out. So again, if you want it to be in your area, don't moan if no one shows out because there's nothing we can do. All right, we can only go to places that are big epicenters. But anyway, I've been at Steady NFL. This has been Off Season Pod 2. Follow me on at Steady NFL. Follow the group at UK Packers. Get into Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and all of that other nonsense. But until next week, go Pack Go.